are live. Oh, I think we I are believe. right. Yay. You know what? I've just found another reason why incognito mode on your computer makes a massive difference. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. You don't understand the troubles that we've just been having over the last eight minutes trying to get this stuff up and running for you to lace out. We're back again. It's it's supposed to be Tuesday night, but it's Wednesday night. We'll get into that in a little bit in a moment. But more importantly, thank you, everybody, for us online, listening on the podcast. It's the last week of footy, and I tell you what, Jamie, it is going to be packed tighter than Santa's sack on Christmas Eve. How you going, buddy? Oh, you know, I'm quite bored. I'm just, you know, when your team's on top all year for months on end, you know, footy can become quite monotonous, you know. It's just, you know, just I'm just going through the motions, Peps. I don't know how you're feeling, but I'm just bored of football this year. You know, I've just been on the top for so long. It's just, it's mm. just boring. Oh, look, mate, I, I, I hear you wholeheartedly. You know, you, you, <laughs> you know it's, it's exactly the same as being on the bottom of the ladder for many years. You just get used to it. One season blends into the next. Um, but you'll probably go a Sam Stozer when we head into the finals this year and straight sets. It's normally what you do. Yeah. And you know what? Fantastic. We're looking forward to a fantastic final series, but we've got one round of games to get into. So much to talk about, so much to discuss, so much to get into it. But remember, everybody watching us live online as we talk right now, get on the chat. Be part of the show. We love to hear from you. Ask us. Ask us. Ask Jamie how he's feeling moving into the finals. Do not ask me. Would you rather be my team and not make finals or be your team – Promising so much and once again probably going to under-deliver again. <laughs> don't talk right. to me. Don't ask me questions. We're just, we're just going to get into it. All right. So let's <laughs> let's um, let's have a bit of a chat. Let's Like I said, it's a Lace Out podcast live. It's how you want your footy. Get on the chat. Be part of the show. We're going to have our, our normal start off. We're going to start off with the, uh, the votes for the round. It's time to spin the magnets. Who gets your three votes? Who gets dragged? Um, Jamie, we're going to start with you, mate. So... Before we start, we have to uh, begin with our uh, amazing, beautiful uh, little uh, shots from last week, if I can find it. Where is it? Where is our shots from last week? Oh, it's disappeared. Where is it? Ah, here we go. Three votes. (laughs) (laughs) It's going beautifully, isn't it? My uh, my three votes this week, Peps, is going to go to... I hope I'm still, I haven't You're going to say this in a second. I know you're going to be angry at me, but my three votes is going to go to Bryce Gibbs and his okay. last game. Tell me I, about it. I just really like the fact that, you know, behind all the Barada football clubs and behind all the, the bullshit that us supporters seem to stand behind, the fact that he was chaired off by his Carlton teammates, he swapped jumpers with his Carlton teammates and there's a bit of an Adelaide Carlton both sending off um, a player who, you know, truth be known, he, you know, hasn't had a great time in Adelaide and has only played 30-odd games. But I thought that was a good send-off for a player who really was a gun for for many, many years from from day one, really. You reckon? Yeah, I reckon. Carlton, Carlton is a good player. Oh, he was a good player, but he wasn't setting the world on fire. Oh, but talk about Adelaide the last two years. You tell me you can't oh, crack into that team. He couldn't even light a match at that joint. <laughs> no, no look, I, I like I like the send-off. It was good to see a joint send-off. Now, send-off. there was there was a bit of uh, controversy about that where players from other clubs lifting up a player from another club. Yeah. Did you bite into it? Did you get all caro about it? What did you, what did you feel about it? 
I just thought let's that's just obviously his mates are at Carlton. Well, he's played so many years with there. And something's playing in the background. That's you, Peps. Um, so I quite like the moment of of his mates cheering him off at Carlton, where he's played the majority of his uh, just short of two hundred games. I think he is. Yep. So yeah, I, I had no problem with that. Oh, wonderful! No, it's a very, very. Oh, mate, I tell you who mine. I'm actually giving my my three votes to F Remantle. Fremantle, I know that they played North on the weekends. Not yep. much to ride home about. Yeah. But can I just say they've got something going over there at Fremantle. They've bought into the Justin Longmuir's game plan. But I think it was really nice just to see that the way they took North to the sword. They had Tabernard kick four, Hogan kick four, Walters kick four, a kick three, Schultz kick three. Yeah. Yep. Oh, Monday had a – Fife had um, – Fife had a, a fantastic game again, as always, but they're not relying on him as much. They're, they're getting the they're getting Sarong in there. They're also getting Darcy doing some work, so they're getting a lot of the the newer group coming in. They went at seventy seven percent efficiency. They led it by twenty eighty contested possessions. They were just sensational. Yeah, absolutely stunning. And it was just watching a team maturing in front of your eyes. Yep, and it was really nice to see because you know they have they've had some lean years, uh-huh. and I think from a Melbourne perspective, you know he's not playing with us anymore. But uh, Jesse Hogan's good to see him kick forward. It's his biggest return since going back to Fremantle. You know the rumours have been there that he may not be there next year. Look, if he if he doesn't stay at Fremantle, he won't play anywhere else. Yeah, because the whole reason he wanted to go back to Perth was to be near his family, etc. So why would you why would you get out of that environment? So yeah. my three vote goes over to the Fremantle uh, Football Club for what they produced on the weekend against North. Love it. But as we know, we have to spin the magnets, and for every time we have somebody who's done something amazing, we have to unfortunately uh, send out the runner, and who's going to cop a bit of this? Haley off, Allingworth on. Bloody week of piss. <laughs> it just gets better and better, doesn't it? So who, who's getting dragged uh, for their performance on the weekend? Um, it's actually from the same game that I spoke about with uh, with with the retirement. I'm going to say the Carlton Football Club. Oh, okay. They they just – how many times have they fallen behind in the first quarter by 30-plus points this year and have made this heroic comeback? How many times has this club shot itself in the foot by doing these slow starts? I mean, think of how many wins they could have made. They could have almost made finals this year if you. I know, no, that's the we're playing the if but when game. Yep. But if they didn't fall behind teams by 30, 40 points in the first quarter, then you know only lose by ten to fifteen. They could be they could be in the finals this year, but they're just not switched on at the start of games, and it's just not professional. That's not AFL standard. Do you reckon, and I'm just thinking about this, do you reckon that Teague's too nice? I've only had a brief, quick glance at the guy, chat with the guy, and he's a nice guy. Yeah, but I think... Is that his problem? Has he got not enough mongrel in him? Do you reckon he can't rip out a spray? Well, I don't know. Like, there's, there's obviously talk about it on SEM this week around, you know, coach inspiration and what they do and what they say before to the players before the game. I would think if you're playing the sport at the highest bloody level, you should have enough internal motivation to go out there and rip and tear like, like Hendo Rick. 
Yeah. Oh, Hendo Rick. <laughs> Check that one out, viewers. Hendo Rick, he might come back for next week's 100th <laughs> episode. Episode. Uh, oh, I've played with. I've played with nice coaches. I've played against angry coaches. Mm. I think the angry coaches get enough out of game day, but you still need to have that relationship with the players. But once again, it's only what you see. You don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Yeah. Okay? And trust me, it's the quiet ones you really have to worry about because they will give you an absolute tearing when they need to. Yeah. So. What do you think about Carl? Just, uh, should, we, should we be worried about it at the at one season what, in and we're still seeing this kind of mm, slow starts? No. Nah. Okay. Because every team has their flaws. Melbourne has their flaw. When we're favourites for a game, we fall over. It's as simple as that. <laughs> I was just going to say football okay. in general is your flaw. Port, Port. Oh, don't you start. Port and finals just don't deliver. <laughs> you might have to rename yourselves to the Australia Post Football Club because you just don't <laughs> deliver on time. Uh, so there's things like that. I think every club has its flaw. Like Essendon, they haven't done anything for goodness knows how long. Yeah, well, I think you might even know, do you? Pardon? Nah, think, not too sure. Okay. I did come up. I did find out something interesting. It's something like you know Kevin Sheedy is the only coach to take Essendon to finals in something like thirty plus years. <laughs> <laughs> what does that say? Wow, wow, that's pretty embarrassing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So you know every club's got their got their little bits and pieces. Sydney had it for quite a long time. It just takes time, and when when it when it clicks, it really clicks, and you can see. Brisbane's a perfect example. They were putrid for goodness knows how long. Yeah. And then they came in and um and taken it over as well too. So cool. For my uh I'm going from two players on the weekend that were played in the exact same game. And this game was the last game of the round. Happened on a Monday night. Braden Maynard and Nick Holman. Pretty boy football is going to give you highlights that you will want to close your eyes on for many, many years to come. Here's a small tip. You'll learn this one at Auskick. You don't kick off your back foot. Oh, you don't kick off one step, Braden Maynard. Kills me. And it kills me to watch when you not just do it once and you, oh. miss, your, you miss your teammate by a good mm, 20 metres. The next time you do it, you put it on the full. Like you couldn't even hit the field. That's how bad it was. So Braden Maynard, but let's just take it one step further. Nick Holman got an absolute lace out, trademark and registered to Chris Pepper, (laughs) pass in the goal square, had no awareness about his surroundings and gets snuck up like a librarian, Nick Rewalt style, and completely fudged it. And that was when they were coming with a bit of a freight train towards the pies. Pies went back up the other end and kicked a goal. Yep. So put the pretty boy football away. Leave that to the guys who can actually play the game and get the fundamentals right. That would be a really good idea for I, you too. I have noticed, Peps, this year, though. I have noticed a lot of players taking uh, walk, taking two steps backwards and kicking off the back foot. I've just noticed it a lot this year. It seems to be more than ever, but maybe it's just me because I'm consciously aware of it. But I'm sorry, I'm seeing it... Tr- People trying to get the ball moving faster, they take two steps back and on their back foot they kick it and turn it over every time. Yeah. Ah, oh, it's putrid. 
Always a Absolutely shit putrid. Don't agree with it whatsoever. Someone's put up a comment. Oh, that was me. Yep, it was putrid. That's what I reckon. <laughs> yeah, I'm not happy with it as well. So I reckon, Jamie, it's time to uh, get on to the, the biggest part of the show. And it's not the main thing that we like to look at every single week. Uh, let's start with the news of the round. Actually, no, let's take it a little bit different. Let's go into a bit of uh, one of the new segments that we rolled out last week, Law and Order. With Jamie's Judge Jamie. So let's roll into it. Let's get the music playing. What happened at the match review panel this week, Judge Jamie? And if you're looking for your mallet, I can do it. No, I've, I've, I've got one. I found it. I found it. I found it. I found it. Here we go. The, the Olive Wines mallet. All right. <laughs> so first off, we've got Shane McAdam from the Adelaide Crows has been charged for striking uh, Tom Williams of Carlton. In summary, he can accept a $750 sanction for an early plea. Plea. Guilty. Blake Hardwick from Hawthorne has been charged with striking Aaron Norton from Western Bulldogs, and he he has also been charged with striking as well. And I don't have the name. Doesn't no, I don't, matter. I don't have guilty, the, but guilty striking. Bailey Smith has been uh, charged for rough conduct on Harry Morrison from Hawthorne, and he can accept a one thousand dollar sanction fee. Guilty. Next one. It's actually a big one today. It's actually oh, been a big massive. round. Uh, Jack Zebel has also been charged with a striking, uh, sorry, um, charged with the first offence for making careless conduct with an umpire. So there we go, a bit of touching the umpires. Mm-hmm. $500 hey. fee, $500 oh. fine. There's actually been another fine to come out of that. North Melbourne Football Club to impersonating a football team. Uh, they've been pay, They've been fined by having Reece Shaw sit and coach them again this week. Guilty. <laughs> uh, Jacob Townsend from Essendon has been charged with engaging in a melee with Port Adelaide. Cheap shit here, fellas. Come on, resident. Lift your game. $500 sanction. Guilty. Jake Stringer from Essendon again. Another flog. Uh, has been charged with engaging in a melee against Port Adelaide, and he can accept a $500 fee, a fine. And that, and that should be, like, tripled for those shit tats he has. Guilty. <laughs> Riley Bonner um, from Port Adelaide has also been charged with engaging in the melee, and he has a $500 fine. Guilty. Tom Jonas, our captain, has also been charged with getting in that same melee and has been charged $500. Guilty. Big oh, that's... that's they, you... The AFL calls it fines. You call it bail <laughs> at Port Adelaide. Tim, Tim Taranto from GWS has been charged with making careless contact with an umpire. Matt Stevick, one of your favourites, Peps. No, he's a wanker. And he can accept a $5 sanction fee. So, Well, he, he, he might as well get fined for careless conduct with an umpire because he couldn't get near any of the Melbourne players in their exciting win against the GWS <laughs> on Saturday night. And there's a name not not to uh, there's a name that's very familiar to the to the courtrooms of Jamie Wallace Court, and it's Shane Mumford from GWS has been charged with striking Max Gorn of Melbourne, and he because he has got quite a record can accept a one thousand dollar sanction with an early fee. So guilty. The big one here, Peps, and one of the ones that you always get angry about is an incident between Lockie Neal and Nick Blakely from the third quarter of Sunday's game between the Brisbane Lions. Blakey 
has possession of the ball on the wing and is pursued by Neil and Dwayne, uh, no, Dane Zorko. Blakey attempts to kick the ball as Zorko lays a lunging tackle, dislodging the football. Neil then simultaneously tackles Blakey to the ground, who braces for contact using his right arm. That causes impact to his shoulder and the review and the view of the MRO that Neil's actions did not constitute rough conduct. No further action is taken on Lockie Neal and that decision. So, oh, not guilty. Ah, jeez. You know what? If Brown his name favorites, was... Come on, Peps. No, no, no. He slung him to the ground. And I'll tell you what, if his name was, um, I don't know, let's pick one out of there, uh, Ollie Wines, a no-name. He would have got weeks. Yeah, let's pick out another name, no name. Um, I don't know. Uh, Tom Jonas, he would have got weeks. Uh, I'll pick out a third, no name. Uh, Tom uh, 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 Travis Boak, he would have got weeks. It's the Brownlow medal favourites. He should have got a week. It was a dangerous tackle. Once again, they're Peps. going on the outcome. Perhaps I'll take you back to the rules of Jamie if I'm Court. Wrong. Hey, if the I'm wrong, the, real, people, the decisions are final. Oh, <laughs> that's the that's the rule of Jamie Corsh. It's dumb. It's just another thing with the uh, AFL just changing rules on the fly, oh. and it's disgusting. Now, hey, now we're taking now we're taking personal shots, are we? Call me oh, dumb. We'll have personal shots. Doing now. Hey, well, you want to talk a little bit more about that? Here's my first quick hands for tonight. All right. Who's dropping the ball? Does incorrect disposal even a thing anymore? Did you see the cutout pass Jake Melksham did on on the weekend? Was a he dead set through it <laughs> 20 metres. You can spin him around six times and nothing happens. We all hate it. They tightened it down. They tightened it up in the middle of the season and it was beautiful. And now players just can do anything and no one gives a shit anymore. Uh, it's, it's, um, it's got to be on the joke, hasn't it? No, the AFL says they get eight, uh, eight out of ten decisions correct. So 80, 80% basically they get correct. And... Out of a game of hundreds of decisions, we always pick out a couple. I'm going to say, though, I am going to say that this this is the rule for 2021 that should be trained, spoken about, educated, whatever you have to do to make it stick because it infuriates the sh- sugar out of you can No, you can say shit. This is an adult podcast. You can you can say it. It's It's putrid. It's disgusting. And it's not consistent. That, the biggest problem no. for me is it's not consistent. No. Uh, and if you, you throw on that, I don't know, the fact that you can just do anything you want and no one's even going to brush an ollie. It's almost like Sex Panther from <laughs> from uh, Anchorman where it works, you know, 62% of the time all the time. <laughs> it's, it's a bit like the AFL coaching, you know. Oh, we only make a few decisions. It's, no. The reason why you don't get any of your dropping the ball decisions is you just don't pay it. Just watch, just watch the game. It's a, the, the game I like to play. And um, no. uh, who was it from SEN that wrote up? What's a radar? He 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 mentioned it. Just when you get when you see someone get tackled, just ask yourself, oh, how'd that ball get out of there? Just just think about it because the ball either just spills, which is an incorrect disposal, or they throw it, which is throwing the ball. So it's a game to always ask yourself when you're watching a game of football. Oh, how'd that get that ball out of there? Nah, it's disgusting. And the problem because, is, I reckon the umpiring at local level leagues is better than what the AFL are dishing out at the moment. 
I know there's people on there's people on the chat right now, people watching this stream, people listening to this beautiful podcast each week who watch local footy, whether it's in Australia or over in England and the US, because we're multinational with the single greatest podcast this side of the Westgate Bridge. <laughs> it's people are the, the, the umpiring at local levels is so much better. Probably do, because good. they're more and it's no different, mate. It's two, it's it's two different two different worlds though, Peps. No, one's a common sense world and one's fantasy world. No, I think yes, I think we and we all kind of like it. We, the reason that country footy sort of works and that sort of stuff is because they let the game go a bit more. Where AFL, they're a bit more stricter. But the problem is the AFL is so hot and cold with their strict versus letting a game go that you don't know what you're watching sometimes. Ah, oh, it's just it's it's awful. It's it's disgusting. But you know what? You know what's not disgusting, my friend? Uh, it's the news of the round. It's, this is your big bad booty, daddy. This is your bread and butter. This is oh. when the J Dog shines, everybody. This is the part that the newsbreaker on lace out because I'm lace and he's out, and together we are. <laughs> Magic. <laughs> We're going to get this one going. I know this is the first one that you wanted to get through, is that the top two is locked in. Uh, it's just a quick one. That's almost like it says on the tin there. Basically, for everyone else playing, just go home. Nothing to play for. Top two is locked in. Either Port or Brisbane are going to end up minor premiers. Um, there's been talk this week about if there's any player from either team that is a bit under the weather or you want to give them a bit of a break and a two-week break um, this time and this, this for this round... <laughs> Now's the time you do it because I mean minor premierships mean nothing. You're gonna you're guaranteed a home premiership, a home final. Can or I say one thing though? Sure. If if when it comes to Brisbane and your mob being one and two, yeah, that would almost be the AFL equivalent of Sam Stoza playing doubles with herself. <laughs> because I can guarantee you one thing: both those teams are going to Sam Stoza in the finals. It will be straight sets, oh. and we'll come back uh, preliminary final week, and we won't be discussing port. Oh, great. So we've got, we've got six items on the news, and you're just going to come here and just pot port every every news item, are we? Oh. Exactly right, because we don't hold any we don't hold anything back here. And I'll tell you who hasn't held anything back is uh, the Carlton Football Club, because they have uh, parted ways, and it was probably a mutual decision mm-hmm. with Cade Simpson. And what an absolute superstar. The second... Best ever number six to play AF uh, play Australian rules football, not just AFL, but uh, AFL, VFL, EDFL. <laughs> the second best number six ever to uh, grace the uh, thirty-six man oval. So congratulations, eighteen quick, years, three hundred and forty-one plus one game to go. 2013 best and fairest co uh he was vice captain he was just an honest and he loved a long sleeve i reckon they should go out this week i reckon someone made a great comment they should go out this week and every single carlton player should wear a long sleeve in honor of uh kate simpson quick quick hands peps yeah mate did kate simpson call it a season too early uh he's 36 i retired at 36 He's saying he copied you. I think he copied me. Uh, <laughs> the other one who pulled the pin is uh, Tommy Bell Chambers. Thirteen years, one hundred and thirty-six games. He says his body can't take it anymore. Look, I think we all know he's got better things. To, he's got better things on his mind now. Uh, <laughs> I know what you're. He's uh, he's just going to lay down. 
We've on all, the bed, we've lay down on the, on the bed with his doona and his Valance, <laughs> and um, he's just going to enjoy it a little bit more this year. So, yeah, good on a big old Tommy Bell as well. And there's been a number of others, and we'll get towards those at the end of the year, but they've the been the two big ones. Uh, Nathan Jones still hasn't made one on his career. Uh, Level Jetta hasn't made one on his career so far. Uh, yeah, there's, there's plenty to talk about. And uh, we'll go through those. Trio from Hawthorne. Trio oh, the, from Hawthorne. Oh, the trio from Hawthorne. The Poppy's gone. Who else? Poppy's gone. Uh, who else? Oh, Stratton. Brand Stratton. He's man. gone as well too. Okay. And apparently, if you speak to the Hawthorne supporters out there, and they'll tell you, the worst Hawthorne captain ever. I didn't say that. People. Oh. But he has to, he has got the worst haircut and the worst set of tats on an AFL player ever. That, rough. Oh, they are rough as well too. So a couple there. There's one other one, but um, we're not too sure about him, so we'll move on. Uh, Eddie Betts, he'd have to pull the pin. He can't get another co- a contract to Carlton. He'll get let go, won't he? They'll pay him out. Um, well, that's uh, my, 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 other, my other quick hands with you was um, I don't know. Eddie Betts for me seemed like the one who's going to retire, not Kay Simpson. <laughs> So that's why I, th- I think you reckon? Well, I thought Cade Simpson. I thought Cade Simpson went one year too early. Hey, can I just show something to you? Look, I love our. I love. The, I love how we do this live on Facebook, and I just want to show you that how much the people love us. Brad Adams, Archie, Pep, you retired too early at thirty six, mate. Arch, he's a look. Brad Adams, if you don't know this guy, is another one of the three hundred club. He's a life member at East Keeler, one of the single hardest footballers I ever got to grace the field with. Uh, and so to hear that from you, mate, I really do take that on board. So thank you very, very much. When it comes to the tats, though, the donk is back. Roscoe, he reckons that Libba's tats are worse. But you know what? The difference is, at least I can make out what Libba has. He's got two Simpsons characters and a fruit and nut bar. That's a man who, who can carry them and carry them with pride. <laughs> okay. Hey, Jamie, tell us about what GWS, they had a bit of a chat, didn't they, on Monday morning? Yes, this was a bit of a, this is a bit of a zinger that came out of, their, out of the news and a bit of a Monday morning meeting where uh, Leon Cameroon basically told everyone to, uh, if you don't want to be here, Please, there is the door over there. Please leave the door quietly and grab your suitcase and uh, we'll see you another time. I'm, I'm pretty sure that was the way he described it, Pepsi. Is that right? It was called yeah, yeah, which it's pretty much if you don't want to be here, uh, don't let the door hit you on the way out. And Aiden Core went, okay. Yeah. And he's decided to uh, exercise his free agency rights, which he's allowed to. <laughs> the classic is, is that they've already booted him out of the hub and sent him back to New South Wales. Yeah. And... The great thing about Aiden Corey is, is that he's made a significant decision on his career uh, by accepting a multi-million dollar offer to join North Melbourne. Yeah, well, do, I think I think it's probably I think that chat with Leon Cameron, the old FIFO chat, needed to happen. Basically, fit in off off. Yeah, like that, that chat needed to happen. Yeah, it does, and these sort of things happen, and we get that. We totally understand. But, um, you know, they also dropped their captain the week before. So they're not exactly leading the group with a lot of no, but the, a lot but of confidence at the moment. The chat is the, the, the chat for there because their young stars are superstars or, you know, potential superstars at another club maybe. Like Jeremy Cameron, that's been on for three years now about what's he going to do with his contract. Three years of that contract talk over and over and having to answer that. So, I mean, fair enough. Have that chat. Who wants to be and, here? Who doesn't? And if you don't want to be here, fuck off. 
Oh, well, it gets it even better. Like, you know, when, you know, John Michael put it perfectly. North are getting all those superstar free agents again. <laughs> Tongue in cheek. Oh, don't worry about that one, John Michael. I agree with you wholeheartedly, my friend. North are going for not the top tier, not the middle tier, not the bottom tier. They are going for the bargain bin at the reject shop. Yep. They're trying and, to play money ball. Yeah, they're playing. They're not playing money ball. They don't even have. They don't have money. They're just playing ball. <laughs> North don't have money until they open up the Kanga Casino. Yeah, but, but North do it in reverse. They go, who is going to cost us the most and give us the least? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly right. No, they're shocking, aren't they? They are shocking. They are. Hey, let's. Um, oh, we're flying through these. It's fantastic. All right, another no, one. No, no, you missed the one I want to talk about. No, I didn't. What? What? Yeah, the worst you did. No, 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 I you didn't. It. The what? race for the final spot. We didn't talk about the race for the final well, spot. No, no, that's snakes and ladders. That's coming up next. Oh, no, so you're just changing my run sheet. It's my show. You just you're just here for Fair eye candy, all right? right? All Jesus. Right, all right. All right. <laughs> How good is that? Reject shop reject shop quality at Wall Street prices. <laughs> <laughs> hey, all right. So now Essendon and Worstfold. I've got some Essendon supporters on on uh, as as we're going live right you now. You were stirring them up today, oh, oh, mate. They are sh- you're a Tell you what, your club and my club, they are the two most frustrating clubs ever. Oh, but you're, you were stirring them up around the potential trade talk and you oh, were like, I'd love to have him at my I'd club. Love that. I would love that. So we'll get on. So, you know, Worsfold and Essendon, there's mm. been some banter going on over the last week, et cetera. Yeah. Interesting comments he made. Uh, at one stage, it looks like Ben Rutten could be the first coach to get sacked without actually coaching a game officially because uh, he's really setting the club up for success. Matthew Lloyd, club legend, has come out saying that, what does the club stand for? They've got no idea. They've got no brand, no identity. Yep. Uh, the supporter base are just pulling their hair out left, right, and centre. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, you know what we'll do? We'll, we'll, we'll forge forward and we're going to get Sheedy back. The only bloke to take us to a final series in what? What did I say? 30 plus years? Win a final, yeah. So you're just going to keep going back to the well again. It'd be like Melbourne going back to Joe Gutnick or digging up Norm Smith's grave and getting and putting his ashes at the, uh, in the coach's box if we want to see premiership success. You've got to move on for it. But look, I think Worstfall came in at a time when the club needed him. Yes. And I think Worstfall came in at a time where no one else wanted the job. Yeah. But you've got to also remember that Worsfold's family live in Perth. Yeah. You know, so he's been away from them for, for quite a while. I think they might have moved over in the first section and then uh, went back. And if I'm wrong, please, please let me know in the chat. Yeah. But he's just he's just had enough. He can't take them further any forward. It's just a matter, have they set up the, the, the transition plan correctly? Yeah. And interestingly enough, has there been a succession plan where it's actually worked? You've taken because my, you're taking my quick hands, you bastard. Oh, quick hands. <laughs> well, but um, no, what do you think? Has there been a has there been a succession plan at all? No. Well, I mean, yes, there, there had, that was in place, and um, you're right that the succession plans don't work. They just traditionally have not worked, and. Supporter bases can see straight through them. And what it sort of does is it leaves your club in sort of limbo land because this year, and I suppose we talk about the game on the weekend, worst while we're sitting on the bench and and uh what's name was up in the in the coach's box. Yep. And they both weren't doing anything. They were just both sitting there as complete passengers watching their team get smashed by sixty points in the driving rain. Like that that's a hundred point loss. Oh, it- and they were putrid. And you know the funny thing is, right? So 
I've had a chat to a couple of Essendon supporters and, and a couple of them are, 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 are watching as we speak, as we record this. And we play them this week and we're going to get into the final spot with that in a moment. And they're like, oh, have you actually seen us play? You'll stump us. And I'm going, but we're Melbourne. <laughs> we lose the unlosable. Yeah. Okay. I could go over the how many times, over how many years where we lose the unlosable. Yeah. I think it was Sydney had lost 20-something games in a row. We gave them their first win. Yep. We played in 2017. We played uh, Collingwood's reserves teams to make the finals. We lost. <laughs> we yep. played Sydney's Little League team a couple of weeks ago. We lost. Yeah. We're playing Essendon this week. I don't even know what's going to happen. That's how that's how bad it is. So <laughs> they've got to be really bad if if I think that we're confident to go into this game. But yeah, there's there's rumblings there. Uh, Dan Richardson and Dodoro have they been there too long? Yeah. This yeah, Mark Harvey's not part of the coaching group anymore. He's now no. going to be working in a, in a different role. Yeah. I, look, it's it's sort of like um, over the past. You know, since 2016, when he took over from that, you know, the the darkest day in, in in Australian sport, they had a nothing team. They were basically all their players, majority of them were gone, and he put together a team that did finish bottom, and we knew they were going to finish bottom. They had three wins. 2017, he got that team into a, into the finals. Uh, they finished seventh that year. 2018, yeah. 2019, uh, we know what that is. And 2020, we know what that look, is looking like now. Mm. So, yeah. I mean, the first couple of years are really rosy, but it's just, I don't know if it's a Matthew Lloyd, the media has had a crack at him because he has fought, John Walsfold has fought with, Matthew Lloyd through the media for the last few years. And we all know how Essendon adore Matthew Lloyd. He's fought with supporters about not um, not having a game or not keeping up to speed with the game plans and not moving forward and not blooding a lot of new, new kids and um, not not using the youth of the team. So now they've got, they've got quite an old team. But then the final thing that I suppose has made a lot of Essendon people really angry is just that, post-match press conference on Saturday, he really used the us or the me and them language. He said, Essendon this, Essendon that, Essendon this. He didn't use us and didn't use we. He said, Essendon, 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 Essendon. And I think that was a really, that was, that was, for me, the, the biggest like, wow, like you really have completely checked out now. Yeah, I think he's he, he was checked out a while ago. Maybe he should have checked out at the end of last year. But if I'm wrong, what's interesting though is that uh, one of the one of the guys uh, on the chat again apparently said that Essen have dropped twenty thousand members this year. Yeah, it's a yeah they've had a seventy percent drop this year or something like that. Now I know my club lost ten, and there's been other clubs that have gone backwards as well too, and some clubs have also gone forwards as well. But. You know, how many succession plans do you consider have been successful? Well, I don't, I don't think a- that there's AFL? been any. AFL? Or- well, I, we're going yeah. AFL, full stop. I don't think there's been any. <laughs> the only one that I can think of would be Longmire from Ruse. Yeah. that. But that was assistant into – so that one went – But that was up and in. in. Yeah, but that was up and in and that went straight away. And he, has, he hasn't looked back since. Yeah, um, but now, but now horse, say, under, horse under pressure now though. Who horse is under pressure now? No, he's not. 
Yeah, he he's did. got the runs on the book, mate. They're losing a lot of stars, and they've got to get some back, mate. They they they're playing good footy at the moment with what they've got. Yeah, maybe I've just had this expectation of Sydney to be much better than what they're they are. They're not though, because they haven't got a forward line. You have a look at their injury toll that they've had this year; it's decimated. They got Tom Patrick. <laughs> oh, let's not start about that. Okay, we'll get we'll get into that. Buckley, I'd say, hasn't been successful. No, because. You look at the punch-ons that he had. They kicked Malthouse out because they didn't want to lose Buckley to another team. That's what happens. It's as simple as that. And any Collingwood supporter who's watching that would still say that that's exactly what's occurred. Yeah. They didn't want to lose him. It was either Mal- Malthouse last coached Collingwood in a grand final. Yes. Like, and, they, and they've made, what, one since? Yeah. Okay, and they lost to Dom Sheed <laughs> after being, what, five – Almost six goals up in a grand Correct. final. Yeah, quarter. but but they got robbed because of the runner. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So yeah. Um and the jury's still out on the ruse to Goodwin one as well, too. Yeah. Well, I've, I've let it? my feelings know about that one as well. What was it? It was uh twenty twenty twelve was the takeover from um Malthouse to Buckley. So that's uh, two thousand eleven. Two thousand eleven. So twenty twelve was his first Season coaching though, so that's sorry, I'm wrong. It was 2012. Sorry, yeah. So that's um six six years. Yeah, six years until they got to a grand final. That's a long time. It's a long time. Can I can I tell you something though? Um, Yes. Just sort of changing the subject. Just can I just throw some? Can I just throw a few things at you? Sure. So here's a couple of things. Pluto was downgraded as a plan- as a dwarf planet. Hurricane Katrina hit New Orleans. Italy won the 2006 FIFA World Cup, and the first iPhone was released. Blu-ray discs were invented. Twitter started up. The PlayStation 3 and the Xbox 360 came out. There's some massive things that have happened across the world. Would you agree? I'm very big. Do you know that that's everything that's happened since Essendon <laughs> Last one of final, 5,856 days. It's a long time. Write, write that one down, listeners and viewers. Okay? You're changing the world every single day, every single week you don't win a final. History gets created and it's all because of you. Um, um, I, would say that, I would say there from uh, Joel has just said Goodwin as a transition. I'd say it's been a success for you guys because Goodwin really has – been one of your most successful coaches in the last four that you've had? Four? More like eight. Hundred. <laughs> Good Melbourne, you. Melbourne, have had more, Melbourne have had more coaches in the last 15 years than I've had hot dinners. He got you the two final wins. That's pretty good, Pets. Yeah, no, that's, that's okay. That, no, why, why are you trying to get rid of him for? Just too inconsistent, mate. I need some consistency. Ah, I need some consistency. Hey, all right. I've got a couple of quick hands for you. All right, let's rock out. The first one that, oh, actually, before we do that, let's have a look at a bit of snakes and ladders. So snakes and ladders, we've got one week to go. We're going to find out. Tell me who you think, listeners and uh, viewers, who is going to jump into the top eight. So here we go. Here's the ladder for uh, the current ladder moving into this particular week. We know the top two are locked in. I think from three down, it's going to be a shuffling of points, shuffling of positions. 
it's pretty much going to come down to St Kilda and Western Bulldogs. Oh, look at that. Uh, St Kilda and Western top? Bulldogs float. Yeah, calm yeah, down, Sammy. Calm down, Sammy. For the sixth March. Shut up. <laughs> St Kilda and Western Bulldogs potentially falling out. You'd say Melbourne, um, Go on. GWS and Fremantle. Oh, the, nah, Fremantle can't make it. All right, so it's going to be GWS or St Kilda. It comes down to this, ladies and gentlemen. St Kilda play GWS on the weekend. So whoever wins that, St Kilda are in. If St Kilda lose, they're cooked. And I've been saying it for weeks. St Kilda will not make finals. I think GWS, after the week that they've had, are going to come out and absolutely... Whoa, 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 whoa. Cool, 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 Jets. Cool, Jets, cool, Jets. Um, technically, no. If GWS need to win by a lot to St Kilda to fall out. No, they don't. Because that'll go up to about 50 points. It's a lot. It's eleven. percent at the hey, moment. Hey, hey, it's things 11%. can happen, mate. Things can happen. Okay, okay. I'm you just never know. I'm just want to put Jeremy Cameron might actually do something this week and kick a bag. Okay, okay. he did last year. Kicked ten in the last round. Okay, won the Coleman. All right, okay. all right. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Take it easy. No, not that good, easy, mate. Western Bulldogs. They're playing up against the Dockers this week, and like I said earlier in this week, they got they got my because they've been playing great. I reckon they're going to beat the Dockers. Delicious. Oh, that, means, dry. that means. Why is your music on for? That's it. That. Oh, because I pushed the wrong button. <laughs> Hold on. I meant to go. Three votes. Three votes. Three votes. Sorry about that. <laughs> maybe I was getting a bit. Ju- maybe I was judicial about what I was talking about. But Melbourne, they will win. And they are going to jump into the eight. They are going to jump into the eight. They're going to beat the doggies. The doggies are going to get beaten by Fremantle. The doggies are going to, Melbourne are going to play, uh, they're going to slide in the eight. They play Essendon, uh, or as I like to call them, Essendon. Can you hear yourself right now? Yep, I love it. And uh, we're going to play West Coast in a final in Perth, and we know how that one went last time. <laughs> you are not going to win. You are not going to win. <laughs> Could you imagine my meltdown if we win? Oh, uh, look, I'd be happy for Dees to make the finals because I just think that will just give another contract extension to Goodwin. Oh, but- he's already got an extension for the next two years, so he won't get another one. Oh, God, if you guys lose, like, it's so tantalizing. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't ranted online for weeks and people have been missing it. I will promise you this. If Melbourne lose, I will promise. Look at me. Look at me. If Melbourne lose, if Melbourne lose to Essendon this week, strap yourselves in because it could be the rant of all rants. And mind you, I've had a couple of rippers this year. (laughs) Do you know what make me laugh even more? If we win, if we win, and if the news from what we've heard today is right, Essendon are going to trade uh, Adam Sard over to us and you're going to take pick 22 and Tom McDonald. <laughs> I've already I've already started like putting number 42 on the back of this brand new jumper. <laughs> I'm running I'm running with that wheel. Oh dear. You can take it. Uh, you Good guys on. need a bit of speed. Oh Jeez, up! Oh, it's just shocking, mate. They are shocking, but yeah, no, it's 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 going to come. But I, I do, I honestly do think that Fremantle will beat the doggies. Okay, uh, it's going to be up in Cairns, so it won't be. It's going to be a bit slippery. The games up there have been putrid so far this year because it's just too greasy up there. Anyone's ever been up the Cairns, uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, uh, I can tell you what will probably happen. We will lose to Essendon. Doggies will beat Fremantle and leapfrog us both and, and sneak into the eight. 
And let's be honest, they're probably the only team that can do any damage anyway. <laughs> All right. Easy done. So I'll, I got it. it. Yeah, it's going to be a corker. All right. Let's have a couple of quick hands. Jamie Wallace. Sure. Rightio. Quick hands. All mm. Australian fullback. Yeah. May or Andrews? Who and why? Go. Um, Harris Andrews. Um, easily is going to be the best defender of this generation. Easily. I want to know about this year. Yeah, I'm saying. Harris Andrews. No way. Stephen May. Stephen no. May has got him covered. No, Harris Andrews. Easy. No. You have a look who what who's played on uh, and who Andrews has played on this year, and you have a look who May's played on, and May's got a better return of goals per game than Andrews has. You look that stat up and come back to me next week, or you know if people are listening on here, uh, right. tell me who it is. But I can tell you now, he will he will, he should win it and win it by a country mile because he has been amazing. He has won games off his own hands this year. I put my trust in the AFL to pick the right person, and that's Harris Andrews. Exactly right. May is the general. I'm getting thumbs up left, right, and center, and I'm telling you now, it is going to be Stephen May. Let's have another one because who is going to be the all-Australian ruckman? Is it Gorn? Is it Knickknack? Is it Goldie? Or is it going to be somebody else? Todd Goldstein. So, sorry, listeners, my microphone did not cut out there. I'm just staggered with that response. How? Easily. How? Easily. He's easily up there in the competition for hitouts, for clearances. He's rucking to a terrible midfield. I don't think he's going to win it, but I think he should be very much part of the conversation. Oh, so, he can be, so he can be part of the squad? Well, why not? You said squad last week. He can be part of the squad. No, I'm talking about who do you think is going to be um, who's going to be all Australian this year? It's as simple as that. You still I'm, going with Goldie? I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Gorn, just because he will. I know he'll get it because he's more all rounder. But I'm going to say Goldie is going to be in the squad potentially. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I think, but, I think he's better than I think he's better than being Brody, and I think he's better. Oh, than Brody overrated Grundy. He is. I tell you what. As soon as he got that moped. And that, that man bud and those black glasses, it went all downhill, mate. As soon as and, he got his contract. And one on. mill a season, yeah. Yeah, one mill a season. He has done nothing this year. <laughs> he has done nothing. One mill over seven, isn't it? Who should be? Do you know who's been who's been left out of the All-Australian talk for a couple of years? Mm-hmm. And I think he should be in at least the squad for this year. All right? Who's that? It should be Jared Witts. All right. He's averaging 28. He's averaging only five less a game than um, Gorn. He's played 16 games this year so far, so he hasn't missed a game. Missed one. All right. He's – I think he's their captain as well too. All right. He's just been playing ever since he went up. He was rejected from Collingwood. Yeah. He is a he is you watch if anyone's been watching the Gold Coast games, he's playing some sexy football. And he's he's a, he's going he's fantastic for that group. And I just think that, you know, you hear about Goldsteins and your Nick Nats. Nick Nat does nothing around the ground. Oh, he puts one down someone's throat and it's gold of the year stuff. I think he's another one that's completely overrated. Um I, I do think I do think Gorney should get it. 
But I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if Nick Nack gets it and maybe Gorney sits on the bench. But yeah, I don't. I reckon Goldstein should be in the squad, and I also reckon Jared Witts. But if Grund, if Brody Grundy gets in the squad once again, it just goes to AFL. I've got no idea, and they're going by the good bloke factor again. <laughs> My favorite topic. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Next one. Um, next one is that was oh. I think we already went through this one, but we talked about who's dropping the ball with the AFL. Have you got any for me? You want to throw any my way this week? Because normally, uh, and listeners, have you got any uh, quick hands you want to share or ask the lace out team? I'm lace. He's out. Um, all right. Who 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 is who is leading the the votes for you for this year's Brownlow? Ooh, ah, oh, Lockie Neal. Yeah, Def- yeah, definitely. So Def- I've, I've I've got Lockie. So the, the big three is. Lockie Neil, Petrarca, and Travis Boke. They're yep. the three at the moment. Yep. Out of those, place them one, two, three for me. Um, I would go the order that you read them out. Lockie Neil, Petrarca, and then Boke third? Nah, sorry, I'll swap the last two around. I think uh, Petrarca, uh, the, the two games which they lost are going to make it hard for him. Yeah. And Boke's been probably a little bit more consistent. In the yes. last maybe five rounds. See, I reckon I'd probably put Petrarca second because there's not too many other players on Melbourne's list who'd steal votes. Mm. Where Oak has got, like Ollie Wines has had an amazing month and a half football yeah. um, and he'll steal votes. Um, and I think Petrarca for you guys always seems to vote pretty, seems to get votes a lot anyway. Yeah, he, he stands out a lot. And the game he played on the weekend was a perfect example of it. He was just a contested beast. I think he had something like 19 possessions and, uh, 18 of them were contested or something ridiculous like that. So he's just Ooh. he's just taking his game to the next level. Hold the, hold the, hold the phone. I know. Man. I know. Hold the phone because somebody has made a massive, a massive call. The big call that I reckon Tom, Tom Hawkins will win the Coleman. <laughs> the quality of the lace out crew, the quality of the lace out community strikes there. He's only, oh. he's only 10 in front. Well, Joel has basically ha- has brought our listeners back up to a standard. Yeah, so he says steal, that uh, steal. Steal, steal it, nobody taking votes. Hmm. I mean, he's been good, but I'd, I'd probably put, oh, you know, he's been good, but I'd put. I think Zach Jones would be stealing a couple of votes. Yeah, probably. Dane Butler would take a couple too. Yeah, but Dan Butler's done. See, here's the interesting thing as well too, if I just sort of, sort of mix the two. Memory's been okay a couple of games. Who? Memory. He's been all right. He's had, he's had, oh, he, he played well against Port Adelaide. Um, <laughs> King will have a couple. Yeah, don't worry about it. You'll poll okay, but I don't think you'll steal it. And if he does steal it, oh, I'll, I'll say good on you to Joel Michael, and I hope you've had a fitty on it because yeah. you'll be calling us. I'm calling me a complete dick for getting that one wrong, but I agree with it wholeheartedly. Hey, uh, but I will say one thing, though is that the All-Australian forward pocket. Yes. Early on, Papley had it. Completely had it. Yep. Has not done a thing for weeks. Are we playing, are you talking genuine pockets or are we just playing? Gen- no, a genuine pocket. You can have a genuine pocket, right? I'm just, it's not Dan Butler, then, then Dan Butler was going to be the genuine pocket. He's done nothing for the last month. Yeah. So who do you go with? Do you go with Butler? Do you go with Papley? Do you go with either of them? Oh, do you know the one then that always sticks in my mind? It depends on where he plays. But Jordan Degoe just seems to be 
there and about. He hasn't played a lot of football this year, but when he plays, he's so dynamic in the forward pocket role. He's, he's very, very dynamic. You know, he's he's awesome. It's fantastic. But I don't think they'll put him in because he has been out for, for quite a long time. You can't. Yeah. You, you can't. Unfortunately, once again, once again, it makes me angry. This team is a nothing team. It doesn't do anything. <laughs> you know. You know the other thing though is, and this is this is the thing that. Yeah. Know, the, well, hey, that's a good one. Yeah, actually, that's a Jim, good one. That Jim, is a that's good a one. Good that's one. the one that I'd go with. Merv. You completely forgot about Merv, him. You are on fire tonight, Wallace. That's who I'd be going with. Yeah. That's a good one. He, he's he's kicked twenty three for the year, and if I if you said to me at the start of the year that he'll kick twenty three, I would have laughed. Okay, yeah. I think Charlie Cameron's been so inconsistent this year. Uh, I don't think he'll get that. I think Jack Dunstan, no bench, bench player. Yeah, you make the list. The the thing is, though, and this is a thing that I can't um, I can't <laughs> get my head around. <laughs> The leader of the Coleman medal is sitting on 40 goals. Yeah. Is this game stuffed or what? Oh, don't. Is we'll the game we're, stuffed? Listen, we're, we're a couple of minutes from finishing the show. I know, we're we're a couple minutes, gotta... the, the game is stuffed if the Coleman medal oh, God. is the pinnacle. Everyone the just end, pinnacle, end the Right? The pinnacle. Just end the <laughs> It's on 40. End. Where's right? the end button? It's a joke. <laughs> uh, we've got a we've got a hopeless cat. We've got we've got a hopeless cat supporter in here. Jamie, acknowledge it. Acknowledge it. All right. Jared is blind. Jared is so one eyed as a cat supporter. It's actually sickening. Oh, I don't care. It, he's a good bloke. Don't know him. Good bloke. Welcome to the Lace Out family, Jared. Love to have hey, you on board. Jared, Jared is a Jared also is a is a is a market leader in in synth turf. So if you need a synthetic turf, get onto him and uh, his company because he will hook you up. Oh, fantastic! Well, you know what though, it, what, what makes me sick is that Gary Ablett. I think Gary Ablett kicks twenty seven goals in the final series. Four games, he kicked 27, and after 16 games, a forward's kicked 40. Yeah. Come think. on. Acknowledge it, Jamie. The game is stuffed. Well. And, you know, the, the, the two jockeys will probably stuff around with the rules again and make it even worse. Well, I'm just saying, everyone should probably just get onto the Synthetic Grass Project on Facebook and just have a look at that because uh, that would increase the quality of the game playing on that beautiful lush Grass-like synth grass. Um, yeah, I don't think we've got much else to add after that, to be honest. <laughs> hey, look, it's going to be, listeners, viewers, it's going to be an ball-busting, massive, oh. Oh, that's a good one. Joel's got another one there. Uh, one. What, the bonus point for scores over 100? Yeah. I reckon there's been no, there's probably been less than 15 times this year that teams have kicked over. Yeah. Okay. A, a, a motivator to get a bonus yeah. point. Well, you know, here we go. TAC footy. This keeps coming up every week, Jamie. You know, no, Pepsi, I actually know I'm writing this down because we're going to do on one of our last podcasts for this season is things yeah. we want to see for 2021. Okay. So I like that one about the bonus point. I'm going to put that on yeah. my list. I want, I want, I want, I no, want, no. I want sponsors. We need Patreon. We need you to sponsor this podcast. Be Patreons, and we'll have a game Please at the one. footy. Yeah, I'll, I'll do them all day. 
Yep, we'll do those all day. Yep. <laughs> Jamie loves cans all day. Um, we're going to have now, listeners, uh, just to let you know something massively important, and we need to share this with you. It's the last game of the last game of the season this week, and so next week we've got the week break. This is episode 99.5 of Lace Out. Not 100, 99.5. I make the rules up. Next week, <laughs> next week is our 100th. I'll say that again, 100th episode of Lace Out. And so we're going to have a bit of an extravaganza to talk about how the season went, uh, it's going to be formal wear. We're going to be dressing up for the occasion. And we want you to tell everybody to join us for our 100th episode live online. We're going to have some special messages from uh, some some of the community, some well wishes. I've already got a couple come through. I can't wait to share them with you because Lace Out has shaped their uh, careers. So I'm really looking forward to share that with you. So next Tuesday night, unless Jamie's has another power outage like he did last night, so it's his fault, <laughs> we'll be here celebrating episode 100, and we want you to celebrate with us as well. We might even have cake. Oh, good day. It's Chris Pepper here from the Waste Out Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you should hear that first one. It's a ripper. We'll even we'll even we even got a couple of things from the from the a couple of snippets from those episodes. Just here well. to share some of my football thoughts with you. <laughs> Oh, it's great to be here. Welcome, everybody. It's a lace out. Hey, listen, don't take our word for it. Go you back. Need, to ep- you go need back someone to there with you. Go back to episode number one and just realise how good the podcast was without Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> and we had so many. We had so many listeners. I had to bring it down. Spotify and, and iTunes were saying, "Hey, hey, hey, hey! You're blowing our servers. Can you just lower the quality of the show?" And we got the J Dog on board for that one. All right. So we'll see you this time next week, Jamie. The question that we're going to ask for the 99.5th time for the year, how do you want your footy each and every week? I like it laced out and I like it synthetic grass project. And he actually likes power to his house as well. Have a great week, listeners. Go the D's. Come power. Proud to belong. Get on it. Have a great week. And we'll see you this time next week. See ya. Thanks for listening to our latest episode. If you haven't done so already, make sure to subscribe, rate, and leave a review on iTunes. I'm your host, Chris Pepper, and with Jamie Wallace, we give you your footy how you want it. Ice out.